0: to his boss's office. He walked into the office and he said, uh, sir,
1: I was hoping I could have
0: tomorrow off to help my wife with her New Year's cleaning project. Could I have it off? The boss said, no, I'm afraid not. And the guy said, you know what? Thank you, sir. I knew I could count on you. <laughs> Being you. Year, you and I can count on the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord coming up in short order. Also known as the first Sunday after Epiphany. Epiphany is what? January 6th. So here we are again. Jesus gets dumped by John in the Jordan, and God speaks. Cue, majestic music, flashing lights. And a deep voice as we hear Matthew 3, verse 17. This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Thanks to James Earl Jones for inspiring that voice. <laughs> if you have been a Christian for any length of time, whether Episcopalian or otherwise, you are probably familiar with this passage, yes? Yes. And if you have been a Christian for any length of time, Episcopalian or otherwise, you would probably witness your fair share of baptisms, yes? Yes. Cute babies, crying babies, ugly babies. <laughs> I know we're not supposed to say that. Baptismal gowns, family drama, the worst. <laughs> if you've been there done that, say amen. Amen. Good. Let's take a little survey. How many of you actually remember your baptism? Raise your hand. You remember it. See, I was eight years old, so I remember my baptism. Okay, how many of you have witnessed an older kid, a teenager, or an adult get baptized? Raise your hand. Now, that's kind of a different deal, isn't it? Because we're thinking, at least in theory, they're saying, I want to be baptized as a sign of my commitment to Christ. Versus the other situation where we're hoping, they're saying, anyway, well, we wish to baptize our child so we can raise them in the Christian faith. Fine. Either way is good. But I wish to mention the elephant that is slashing around in the baptismal font. Lots of people were baptized as infants. And lots of people in other Christian churches got baptized when they were a little older. What some Christian churches call Believer's Baptism. But, whether they were dumped in the river or sprinkled at the font, there are stadiums full of baptized persons who evidence very little Christian faith. If you've noticed this march in place for a second, you don't have to get up, just your feet. As one woman said to a priest, I want to get my kid done. Well, many people have been done, baptized, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And not all of them, certainly, but a lot of them do seem to be done. Full stop when it comes to their faith. There was a Roman Catholic school... And the younger kids were having a hard time remembering their sins when they came to confession every week. So the rector suggested that these young kids uh, bring lists. And he suggested that to the teachers. So the next week, confession comes around. The priest is sitting in the confessional. The young boy comes up. He can hear him unraveling his piece of paper. And he begins his confession. I lied to my parents. I disobeyed my mom. I fought with my brothers, and then there was silence. And then the priest heard a small, angry voice say, Hey, this isn't my list. (laughs) Now, you may be sitting here thinking to yourself something very similar. You may be saying, Well, this isn't my list. I haven't given up on the gift of my baptism. I'm sitting here in church. I'm at worship. I'm going to receive the Eucharist in a little bit. I'm still trying to seek out that true spiritual north, that Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not done when it comes to my faith. If you believe that's true about yourself, that you're not done with your faith, turn to your neighbor and say, "I'm not done with my faith." <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, but. Regardless Of whether you think you are done with your faith or not, God is not done with you. Well, it's amenning. I like that. It's good. Because here's a special announcement about baptism. First and foremost, baptism is about God's faithfulness to us. So repeat after me. First and foremost, Baptism is about God's faithfulness to us. (laughs) First and foremost, baptism is about God saying to you, I'm not going to give up on you. You may toss me out the window as you're driving down the highway, try to get rid of me, but I am not giving up on you. Baptism is first and foremost where God speaks directly to your heart and says, You are my daughter. You are my son, beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Whether dumped in the river or sprinkled at the font, the same Holy Spirit flutters down and declares the same divine message. Now, I'm going to ask you to be a little courageous this morning. And I'm going to, in a moment, ask you to turn to someone next to you. And I want you to deliver a message from God to them. Okay, so look at someone nearby and just repeat what I'm going to say. You are my son, daughter, beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We're going to do it one more time just to make sure everybody heard that message. Okay, so here we go again. You are my son, daughter, beloved, with whom I am well pleased. saying We are awake this morning. One preacher put it this way: "Quote in baptism." we are reminded that we don't have to be skinnier, stronger, prettier, richer, more popular, more famous, or whatever, to be beloved by God. Baptism reminds us that God starts with us exactly as we are, and desires to do wonderful things for us and through us for others. End of quote. Parents, grandparents, to remind the baptized children in your life about on a regular basis. You could do it in conjunction with bedtime prayers. You could do it at some other time, the anniversary of their baptism. But it would be great for you to say, hey, Jennifer, Jimmy, whatever their names are, you are a daughter of God. You are a son of God, beloved, with whom God is well pleased. Now for a uh, Another bad joke. There's been several over the course of the weekend. Why did the bee get married? Because he had found his honey. <laughs> the, the honey of baptism is that you are beloved by God. That's the honey of baptism. But baptism is not. Honey, What did Jesus do after he got baptized? Did he go home, sit on the couch, binge watch Netflix, and just say, I am so beloved by God? (laughs) Certainly not. What did Jesus do? He got busy with the work of the kingdom of God. And so should we. So should you. Now, Jesus never forgot that he was beloved by God. Neither should we. Neither should you. But if you and I stopped... There and never get busy with the work of the kingdom, never get busy living out the promises we made at our baptism or somebody else's baptism, promises to love God and love neighbor, then you and I will run in danger of being done with our faith. We will run into the danger of becoming fans of Jesus when the scriptures have invited us to become followers of Jesus. Are you a fan? Are you a follower? Baptism is a love letter from God. And baptism is a marching order from God. Read the letter. March to the beat. Amen.